Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Directed IRA Podcast. My name is Mark Kohler, and I'm here with my illustrious co-host, the one and only Matt Sorensen, <laughs> the, the adopted child, the prodigy of self-directed in the United States. I can't say the father because no, you know, it's been yeah. around a while, but yeah, you're like that makes the next best thing. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I like illustrious. You could have just ended there. I mean, illustrious needs nothing else added to it. That's, that's just, true. that's what, I don't even know what illustrious means. I just know it sounds really cool. Yeah. You're illustratable. Wow. S. Yeah. Uh, uh, welcome everybody. This is a great topic today. Excited to have you all here. Uh, we take turns introducing yeah. the show. So obviously this is the more exciting introduction that you might hear uh, versus <laughs> I'm, I'm the color commentary while Matt is the brains behind the operation. Yeah. But uh, what Mark likes to say is he's the interesting one. I'm the boring one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. In other fit. words, if the shoe fits, you know, I'm not I'm not going to say anything more, <laughs> but I'm apparently not yeah. illustrious. OK, well, if you <laughs> if you bounced into this uh podcast wondering what the heck these guys are about. Although with the joking and the kidding aside, we are trying to be the foremost experts on self-directing in the country. We're both tax attorneys, uh, officers in the national company known as Directed IRA, the, under the Directed Trust Company platform. It's legit. We're legit. We're trying to be lit and legit. We're trying... I don't know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to relate to our younger crowd. But are you anyway? Yeah, 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 we have a younger crowd now. They're like they want to buy crypto with their IRAs and stuff, and so we we do got the younger crowd now. So we're trying to get the lingo down. Um, I thought you were going to go like too legit to quit. You know that would. Oh, that's a different crowd. That's more of our standby traditional crowd that would appreciate. They think of that too legit to quit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> on YouTube, you got to see Matt do that. Yes. We're here on uh, Spotify, YouTube, uh, Stitcher, and iTunes, as well as various other platforms for, for podcasting. Uh, we have over a million downloads uh, between the two or three podcasts we've done over the last 10 years. This is our newest podcast platform because we just had to dedicate a show to self-directing because just yeah. the demand, so many questions, so many topics. And today... This is actually going to be probably a, a little shorter podcast, and it's um, we're going to try to keep it lively with some good examples, but it's straight to the point. It is yeah. the unrelated business tax or UBIT tax or unrelated business income tax, UDFI tax. It's kind of crappy, but you got to know about yeah. it. It's kind of like, just got to know. What's a good analogy? Yeah, it's like. It's like the, you know, the rules of the game. You just got to know the rules. You might not like them, but you know the rules and you know, like, you know, if it's a, uh, if you're golfing, you want to know, you don't want to hit in the sand. If you're self-directing, you know, you don't want to run into UBIT. Okay. Same thing. It's true. Um, or as some of us may have done in high school, you don't want to roll the golf court, uh, golf cart. I mean, that would be. That's also crazy. bad too. <laughs> <laughs> and get banned from a golf course for life. You know, that could happen. Right. I'm just saying. Those are details. Right, that, yeah. That, I mean, you don't, yeah. Yeah. Attorney privilege. I won't, I won't divulge anything <laughs> that I know yeah. on this yeah. subject, on this subject. Yeah. <laughs> Those records have been expunged because I was a minor. Sorry that the friend of mine was a minor. Uh, yeah. but anyway, um, okay. Well let's, these two four letter words, UBIT unrelated business income tax. Sometimes it's called UBTI unrelated to business taxable income, but 
we refer to it as UBIT, as the tax itself. And then UDFI, unrelated debt finance income. These are the two weird taxes your IRA can get caught up in. Now, it's not the end of the world if you have it. It's not like a prohibited transaction that could disqualify the account. It's just a tax that when you make money from when hitting into one of these areas, the, the IRS now wants you to pay some tax on the income. Remember, when you're using a retirement account in general, you know, you're getting rental income or you sell an asset for profit, you get a capital gain, you're getting interest income on a note. All this is going in the retirement account. You don't pay tax, right? It's building up tax deferred in a traditional or going to come out tax free in a Roth. But you get to keep all that money and reinvest everything into the next investment. But UBIT and UDFI are the one caveat to that where you can get hit with tax and the IRA ends up paying tax and filing its own tax return called the 990T to the IRS. And which is no fun. And Mm. even a Roth can end up paying this tax. Now, here's what I propose. Let me take a stab at explaining with an example and a quick definition of what UBIT would look like. And then you take a stab at UDFI, which is a derivative of UBIT technically, but they really are two different taxes. Uh, What do you think? Can you take the challenge, my fine sir? I love it. Challenge accepted. Okay. There we go. So UBIT, folks. So if you I ever can, like, like, if you ever like, want to say, I accepted a challenge today. What was the challenge you accepted today? Well, I, I, I agreed to uh, throw down on unrelated debt financed income, while the other guy had to, <laughs> to, to explain unrelated business income tax deduction. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so, yep. So you, you might say, eight? okay. Yep. Daily currents for many of you. Um, okay. So I've actually got a really fun story that's probably a little too long for this podcast that I tell about a spaghetti factory, pasta pasta factory, to be more technical, in New York uh, that went all the way to the Supreme Court regarding UBIT. Uh, so this is a fairly important issue that has been litigated for almost 100 years. And what it's about is leveling the playing field. Whenever a nonprofit is going to go play in the business world, not just invest, but play in the business world. We as a society through Congress has said, you know what? They got to pay their fair share of tax because it's not fair to the regular John Doe, Mary Jones, that they, they've got, they got to keep it fair. So UBIT is that thing, whether it's a nonprofit charitable entity or an IRA or a Roth or a 401k, the, the basic concept, if you can all remember this, so you don't get too chapped, is we're leveling the playing field. And so what it means is if my retirement account, I'll just say retirement account, taking all these different types into one big group. If my retirement account goes out and buys a piece of land, sits on it and sells it, that's capital gain, it's passive, no tax, it's investment. But if my retirement account goes out and buys a restaurant, and makes money in that restaurant, it needs to pay its fair share of tax so the other restaurants in town don't get undercut by the pricing of this other restaurant that's owned by a retirement account, who in effect could charge less for a chicken fried steak platter because they're not paying taxes. And you know, Cracker Barrel or across town's going, that's not fair. We've got to charge more because we have to pay tax. So they're trying to level the playing field and since I love Cracker Barrel, Barrel, I had to bring in an example such as that. So a retirement account pays this tax called UBIT. 
when it's competing in an operational business against other operational businesses. The tax rate, though, is a problem. It's 37%, which is terrible. So in a moment, we'll talk about how to limit that to a much more lower reasonable rate. But UBIT tax applies when you're competing in an operational business. There you go. Yeah, and I think the one way I break that down is investment income in an IRA. See, retirement accounts are designed to receive investment income, like rental income, capital gain income, interest income, dividend income. When you get that in an IRA, don't worry. You don't pay tax on that. That's what retirement accounts are designed to get, investment income. But if you get business income, unrelated business income tax applies, like Mark said. So so those operational businesses, like let's say you're using your IRA to do a real estate development. Or you flip a ton of houses, not just a couple a year, like you're flipping a lot of properties or um, you're doing crypto mining. You know, these are the things where we see clients using IRAs, but they're more in the business of things, not just investing. All right. Okay. Now, okay. let's hit that strategy, though, because the rate is 37 percent. You're already screwing up the challenge. Your job oh, is okay. to explain UDFI. Oh, you wanted to do that. Let's do the don't blocker get... before UDFI because the, okay, the blocker fine. doesn't help with UDFI really. I don't I, like the blocker with UDFI. If you're scared to take the challenge, you want to punt, that's fine. That's fine. You know, I'm not opposed to that. I, okay. Uh, I actually okay. am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait <laughs> okay. because I want to get the blocker out of it. <clears throat> yeah. Now, and okay. And on that note, let me say this. If we're going to vet UBIT for one moment, before you explain how to limit it, let I like what you just said there, if I may, Matt is what are some examples where you would apply? The yeah. restaurant. Is it okay for an IRA or 401k to own a restaurant? Sure. Sure. Just pay your fair share of tax to level the playing field. Can you mine crypto? Yes. Uh, can you own cattle? Yes. Did you rent an RV? Yes. Uh, what Did else? you Did flip you 10 houses account? a year with your IRA? Yeah. Yes. That's subject can to you do a real estate development? Yes. Condo conversion. Um, yeah. Online, online marketing, a, a yeah. click funnel, uh, Amazon affiliate. All this can be done. Import export with a Roth or uh, LLC, I'm sorry, a Roth or 401k retirement account. Yeah. You import just have export. to deal. He's yeah. an importer exporter. Yeah. Vandalay Industries. What's yeah. What's the name? Yeah. Art <laughs> Vandalay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I was wondering, why are you an engineer? I was wanted to be an engineer. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, okay. So that, so everybody, if you're with that, ju- just, that's an important concept. Cause when people hear UBIT, they think of it like a prohibited transaction. Like I can't do this with my retirement account because of UBIT. No, you can, you just have to deal with UBIT. So Matt is going to explain the best way to deal with UBIT. I like it. Okay. okay. Like Mark said, it's a 37% rate when you hit it. So you want to avoid it at all costs. Now, the best way to avoid it is what's called a blocker corporation. So let me give you an example. I had a client at large Roth IRA, does a lot of real estate, and he, he ran into this deal that needed development. It's like, I can't just buy the land and sit it and sell it. He's like, I got to develop the whole thing out. I'm going to leave way too much money on the table. I'm like, all right, you can do this real estate development. It's going to be 100 plus you know, parcels and it's a little mix of retail and commercial, but some single family homes is, big, is a bigger deal. Um, millions of dollars here. And it's like, okay, well, um, you're going to pay 37% UBIT. He's like, I don't want to do that. That, that. That's insane. So we did a blocker corporation instead. 
Now, what we did is just an IRA LLC where we added a C Corp election to it. Now, that blocker corp, as we call it, receives that income, pays corporate tax. Just like when you're, you know, Apple pays corporate tax, or maybe they don't because they're in Ireland. You know what I mean? But like, you know, the corporations with a C Corp election pay corporate tax at 21%. And there might be a corporate tax in the state, depending on the state we're talking about here. But then the income from the corporation or the, the blocker here goes down to the IRA as a dividend. No tax. IRAs don't pay tax on dividend income exempt from UBIT. So what you're able to do there with the blocker corp, and what this client did is he's like, you know what? I can pay 21% tax to do a real estate development. This was in Texas where they have no corporate tax with my Roth IRA. And all that profit's going to go back into the Roth IRA w- with no tax after the 21%. Exactly. Well, that's better than any rate I get personally. That's definitely better than 37% UBIT. And that worked. Okay. That was a good instance of, I'm still going to do this. I know there's UBIT there, but let me think of a solution to minimize it, the blocker corp. Um, and it was still better than what he'd pay personally in doing the deal. Okay. Now let's add works. a couple. I love it. Now let's add a couple little nuances. You may think, what about state tax? So let's say this guy that Matt said was doing the development. It was in Arizona. Fair, right? Texas. Texas. Oh, it was Texas. Okay. Yep. Very good. Yeah. Now Texas. Easy. Yeah. Easy schmeasy. Now let me, I just want to confirm. Um, uh, okay. Texas. They have a franchise tax uh, in Texas, which I think was going to apply in that situation. Um, uh, and so, gosh, you chose Texas of all states because it's a franchise tax, so it's a little different. Let me just say this in general around the country. Actually, when I was right out of law school, I clerk or was an in, uh, a young accounting associate at um, KPMG, one of the big five accounting firms at the time, in the state tax department, which was huge. Because in a situation like Matt's example, you pay the 21% federal rate, but do you pay state? So if you're doing a project, the restaurant, the development, let's say it was Arizona, with uh, this blocker corporation, you'd pay the 21% Fed and whatever the applicable state corporate tax rate is. And then you'd issue the dividend. So you have to keep that in mind. The other thing I would say is too, some of you may say, well, I'm just doing mining or I'm doing online sales in my blocker corporation. So I'm going to set up my blocker in Nevada or a state that has no corporate tax or franchise tax whatsoever. So I get out of the state tax portion, which could add up quickly. The problem is you have to look at a word that's called nexus. And so nexus means really physically, where is the work being completed? So if you're doing servers or computers or people that are typically going to be managing this operation, which can't be you, where's their butt sitting? So if you have a little mining server sitting in Arizona, but you set up your entity in Nevada, Arizona is still going to say, whoa, 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 Tiger, we got you. You need to pay corporate tax in Arizona because your operation is sitting on a server in Arizona. So it's a little more of a nuance that you've got to plan around with some strategy. We love to talk about it. But UBIT with a blocker is federal and state tax. So it's a little tidbit there. Yeah. Now there are some states that have a state UBIT tax also, you know, California, (laughs) Massachusetts, I believe Illinois too. So that's another Mm -hmm. little, little, little doozy. 
Uh, okay. Um, okay. Now, remember, if you do have UBIT, you file a 990T for the IRA, and the IRA pays the tax. All right? Um, okay. This is not on your personal 1040. All right. Should I accept the challenge on UDFI? Are you ready? Or do yeah, you wanna- let, let's think. Um, now, we are going to do a show here soon on cryptocurrency and mining because mining is subject to UBIT. And you don't want the appreciation to take place in your mining entity because you would pay corporate tax on that because any income you yeah. earn in that blocker is subject to it. So in a mining operation, which we'll explain further, and this is a good time to give a plug here. On April, hey, everybody, if you're listening to this podcast, this is a no-brainer. You've got to get to our website and sign up for the sixth semi-annual Self-Directed IRA Summit. This is on April 23rd and 24th. It will be virtually broadcast. The fall event, we're going to get back to being in person. Rain or snow, period. That (laughs) one is in October. But this semi-annual conference, we're going to dedicate a good hour to two on all these types of issues, each one independently, like mining, things like that. So just keep in mind that with mining, as soon as you earn the cryptocurrency, you want to get it out of your blocker so the appreciation can be in a separate entity that's not subject to the blocker tax. So lots of tricks here. Um, UDFI, I'm good. Yeah. The challenge is now okay. being taken. Okay, all right. The gaunt- you're, you're now entering <laughs> like, like, the gauntlet. I feel, like, I feel like I'd rather take the ice bucket challenge or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're gonna yeah. explain UDFI or do the ice bucket challenge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ugh, okay. yeah I like it. Okay. Um, all right, UDFI. This is unrelated debt financed income. Oh, okay. What the heck does that mean? Okay. You know what? The definition of this is so complicated. It's basically when you make money on leveraged debt in a retirement account. So if you have money in a retirement account and you leverage the purchasing power because you don't have enough money to make an investment, so you'll get debt. So you can buy a bigger investment. The IRS wants the tax from the profits on the debt. The best way to understand this is an example. Okay, Let's say you're buying a $100,000 property with your IRA. And you only have forty grand in it to make a down payment. So you'll get a loan for the other $60,000. Now you can do that. Your IRA can get debt. It has to be non-recourse, what's called a non-recourse loan. We have lenders that do that, that know how to do it in compliance with IRA rules. You're not guaranteeing it or signing on the loan personally. Okay. So your IRA goes and buys a property for 100, puts down 40, gets a loan for 60. Now the IRS looks at that and they're like, you know what? 60% of this deal is not retirement plan money. It's non-retirement plan money. It's just debt. Those weren't retirement plan contributions or growth on a retirement account. This is just debt. So the IRS wants to tax the profits from the debt. So in this example, if you made $10,000, let's say in rent, after all your expenses, you get expenses, everything, depreciation, all that. They're going to say, okay, you have $10,000 in net income. We'll let 4000 of that, the, the percent that represents the IRA's cash, go back to the IRA, no tax. But the other 60%, that wasn't retirement plan funds. That was debt. The money gets to go back to the retirement account, but you got to pay a toll, and that's this UDFI tax, which on rents is 37%. And there's a, a stage you get up to 37%, but that's the max, and you hit that at about 12000 of income. But let's just say for now, you're going to pay 37% on that 6,000, okay? You're, you're not at 6,000, but just hang with me here. It's a little less. So, you know, you might be paying a couple thousand bucks in tax to the IRS. Now, when you sell an asset 
you apply the same thing. How much debt was on the asset at the time of sell and versus what the you know acquisition of the asset was. So let's say you bought the property again for 100. 40,000 was from the IRA, 60,000 was the debt. Let's say you sold it and there was still 60,000 of debt at the time when you sold it for a $10,000 gain. Again, $10,000 gain, 60% subject to UDFI. Now at the time of sell though, you pay capital gains tax rates. You get that capital gains rate, which is 20% essentially here. So you're going to pay 20% on um, on a gain of 6,000, which means you're going to pay 1,200 bucks. All right. Now, again, that's a $10,000 gain. You were able to buy twice as much property as you could have. You could only have bought a $40,000 property with cash, which, you know, maybe that's a mobile home or I don't know, some, some meth lab rental in the Midwest. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but, you know, now you're able to use debt, get a bigger purchase price, you know, to, to execute the deal. So um, it's not the end of the world. UDFI is actually a lot of clients benefit from it. They are able to buy more assets by getting non-recourse loans, particularly real estate clients. Um, but you do need to know about that when you're going out to get a loan, that when it is leveraged or even a partnership you're invested in or a fund that's got debt, that debt could trickle down and cause UDFI for your IRA. Now, one cool caveat, solo Ks are exempt okay, from- Okay, hold it, hold it, oh, hold it. Oh, you but wanted you, that? You just want to, you want, you want to just do a monologue here? Jeez. Okay. <laughs> I mean, no. I thought it was my challenge. No, no, hold it. I gave the UBIT and then you gave the, the blocker. Oh, blocker. Okay. 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 Right. So now this is important. Like, and all kidding aside, think about this. The UBIT is 37%. We use the blocker to bring it down to 21. UDFI is 37%, but we can get- Or capital gains in. rate if on the sell of an asset, or you get capital gains rate on the sell of an asset. True, true. So you could get capital gain rates or 37, but- we can not only take it down to 21, we can get rid of it with kind of a blocker type strategy, which is, so if you think of the blocker is to minimize UBIT, the 401k is used to limit UDFI. So what's cool here is that whenever we do a consult with a client to go, yeah, I might have some non-recourse debt. I might use debt in any form to expand this business, grow it, buy real estate, whatever it is. And we say, now, hold it, aren't you doing this in an IRA? They go, yes. We say, stop. Let's set up a 401k, a solo K, maybe under one of your other small businesses. Roll the IRA into the 401k and do the same deal. And all we had was the cost of the setup of the 401k. But now UDFI does not apply. It, a 401k is exempt from UDFI, period. So think of that like a blocker and sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. And it's only exempt on leveraged real estate. So keep that in mind. A lot of people are like, oh man, I'm using a solo solo 401k because I don't have to pay UBIT. So I flip houses. Wrong. Okay. UBIT still applies to solo Ks. It's just the UDFI on leveraged real estate where there's an exemption where the solo Ks get out. But that's pretty cool. If you're buying properties with debt, um, I've had clients that buy stuff subject to, where there's essentially seller financing involved there. If you're doing with solo K, no UDFI, you even got to worry about. Yep. All right. So, now, yeah. Okay. May I say something before we change topics? I want to get back to this because I felt incompetent as the resident CPA on the show to not have the Texas corporate tax rule hmm. at the tip of my tongue, which is, as you can imagine, not easy. Uh, even in my handy dandy Mark Kohler 
calendar, which I'm holding up for those that are watching on YouTube. I have all these little tables and maps and charts talking about taxes in all the different states. But here's the deal with Texas. The franchise tax on a C-Corp in Texas is assessed on the gross revenue. And the no tax due threshold last this year in um, 2020 is $1,100,080. $1,180,000. $1, so if you have a C-Corp in Texas, you don't pay any corporate tax, which is assessed as a franchise tax, on, as, a, as a small percentage on the gross receipts. It doesn't kick in until 1.18 million. So if your little block, your little blocker corp doesn't have a ton of revenue, you're not even going to pay the Texas tax. Sorry, mm-hmm. just had to let people know. You know, we we're going to get the answer right. for you. Yeah, you don't have a handy. Yeah, that's. I mean, I appreciate your commitment to the listeners and coming back and not leaving that unanswered. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> okay, but be, uh, but this is how short the show is. This is a, there isn't too much more. What would you say? More yeah. I mean, that's that's what you need to know. Now, I've got a whole chapter in my book, the Self-Directed IRA Handbook on it. We go over it at, at length and go over some other strategies at the summit on on it. But for purposes of the podcast, and we know, you know, you can only talk so much about UBIT and UDFI on a podcast or a YouTube video before you start getting thumbs down. Oh, I think we've, we I've got one. I've yeah. got one. Okay. I was clicking my finger. So sorry if that kind of skipped over Matt's voice there. I didn't mean to. Uh, ping the microphone with that. Okay, here's the point two. And you tell me, I always learn something new with Matt. I said this in a training meeting today for our employees. I go, I always learn something new from Matt, even on our podcast, because we really dive deep on a lot of these topics. And I'm sharing things that Matt doesn't know sometimes. Yeah. You know, um, okay. Such as Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston's new love affair. I think it's very important. Yes. Did you, if you guys um, didn't hear, make sure you listen to the Main Street Business Podcast yeah. where Mark gave an update on, you know, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. Okay. <laughs> Here's another interesting point. With UDFI, let's say in Matt's example, you bought this property, it had debt, and you're getting ready to sell it. And you're like, darn it, I don't want to pay this tax. Could I? move the ownership of that LLC that's sitting in my IRA as a contribution and or a transfer to a solo 401k before I sell. Absolutely. So Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of strategies you got with UDFI. One would be if you qualify, you know, you have to own a business to establish a solo K, but if you qualify, establish a solo K, do an in-kind transfer of the LLC ownership that owns the property from your IRA to your solo K. Now you'll need to hold the property for 12 months in the solo K. Okay. Okay. Then you sell it and you'd have no debt. Another strategy I've had for clients, and I've done this one a number of times. Let's say you have a property um, and see, here's the thing with the UDFI. A lot of clients, because they have all the expenses, you're, you're taking depreciation, you're taking mortgage interest. You're not worried about UDFI year to year. If you have it, it's very little, but a lot of times you have a loss on the property from a tax standpoint, so there's no UDFI on the rental income. But over time, you pay down the loan, the property appreciates. Now you've got a UDFI problem when you sell. Good way around that is I've had clients bring in a JV partner that takes some equity. Maybe they take 5% of the equity in the property when you're going to sell. 
that JV partner throws in some cash, pays off the debt, and now you hold the property for 12 months with no debt. See, when they look at how much debt you have to apply UDFI, they look at the time of sell, the IRS, and then the prior 12 months to average it out. So if you had zero debt over the last 12 months, when you look at the leverage percent, it's going to be zero. So if you can bring in partners or equity people, and a JV agreement's easiest, maybe someone bring them into your LLC, that's a great way to avoid UDFI tax on the sale of the property. So um, lots of strategies there to try and get rid of it. Also, I just see clients just wind down um, paying uh, debt on the property. So they'll just apply all the cash flow that they can to pay off the debt or they'll roll over other IRA money if they have it or make new contributions to pay off the debt. Then again, hold the property 12 months with no debt. Then when you sell, there's no UDFI at the time of sell. So there you go. That's unrelated business income tax UBIT, sometimes called UBTI and unrelated debt financed income tax. Again, there's some more resources in my book where I've got a chapter on it. There's also um, resources on the Direct IRA website and at kqslawyers.com. And thanks again for being here on the Directed IRA podcast. We're going to be back next week, I believe, with Open Forum. So if you have any questions on self-directed IRAs, make sure you submit those at directedira.com slash podcast. There's show questions there, directedira.com slash podcast. And we will see you next week. Thanks, everyone.